I liked this movie. This movie was bad. I did not like this movie. Movie bad. Bad movie. I loved this movie. Fuck this movie. I really did not like this movie. Oh no! Don't ruin the movie for me! I loved this movie. The movie was good. Alright, I just want to warn you, spoiler alert. I got my mind right now. You do? Yeah. We're recording. It's a little ASMR to start off the episode. What's up, all you good, beautiful, sexy folk? This is me, Eric, your host, your captain, or co-captain, your, your leader on this voyage into the art of cinema. It's not really, you know, it's an art form, but we're not going to, we're going to, we're going to avoid the term art so we don't sound completely pretentious. Is that, is that a good, is that a good look or is that, is that bad? Is that, what do you think? I was just going to see how long you kept going. I was just, I'm trying, I'm trying out the intros. If that you haven't felt noticed. like a, a bit of a Daniel Jones run <laughs> of an intro, just slowly stumbling when and you then, hit like 70 yards. Then I, then I trip completely. Crashed. Uh, this is spoiler alert, uh, movie themed podcast where we talk about whatever the hell we want. I'm Nick. I was going to get to that. You're Nick. He's Nick. Yes. It's been one week since you looked at me. I was hoping you got the reference. <laughs> yeah, we're doing episode two where we are going a bit of a different route tonight, though, that we, than we said we were in the last episode, which completely just revokes and kind of negates the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of the pod we did in episode one. I forgot that we even talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, we kind of... Me and you decided right away that we were going to kind of give like a hint to the next week uh, what we were doing each episode. And then turns out that uh, we said on Thursday, fuck it, we were going to talk about something different because that's kind of what we do. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to we're going to roll with it. So next, you know what, before we start dictating what we're doing next week, let's first go into how's your week been, Nikki? It's been excellent. Thank you for asking. Loving the fall weather up here in the great white north, Canada, not to brag. The Canadian dry region, the Providence. I mean, it's not dry. And it's the not Canada Providence. dry Providence. <laughs> yes, I know it's not. It's the Providence. It actually rained yesterday, I'll have you know. How was it? Wet. Uh, just all right. I don't know. I mean, it's rained here a little bit too. It's I got the window open. It's a little right, nippy. Well, it's not a competition. Uh, just just America rains too more than you know <laughs> I couldn't imagine um but yeah I'm good too in case you were wondering <laughs> was not was not on my to-do list you weren't gonna ask me how I, I was check in no didn't didn't really uh think to you know all right well didn't come up okay it's fine by sorry me. sorry <laughs> I'll remember next time <laughs> it's fine um Today's pod will be Borat 1 and Borat 2. And quickly going off of that, uh, you not asking me how I'm doing because it made me kind of sad. So, Okay, cool. Uh, we're going to do Borat 1 and Borat 2 instead of the two psychos, like we said. Uh, because In a way, out, it's the same thing. Yeah, turns out Borat's a bit of a big deal this week. Uh, and we figure we're going to run with the publicity. We're going to hope that this will expand our fan base. To, from zero because i haven't uploaded the first episode to this moment yet because well backed up you know have to build the brand and um as far as i'm concerned that means we're still batting a thousand 
Exactly. No one has said no any negative ba- reviews. Yep. No one has said anything bad about us yet. We haven't pissed someone off. That's the bi- we haven't said anything that's going to get us in trouble yet because no one knows what we've said. Yeah. Well, at least not on this platform. Yeah. My manifesto's out there, so that could probably get me in some trouble. Uh, but before we jump into the old Borat conversation, which is going to be a pretty hefty part of the episode, why don't we jump into what did you watch this week, Nick? What did you partake in watching? I watched Borat 1, <laughs> uh, Borat 2. What did you watch that's not Borat? Because we got to talk about something that we watched this week. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. That's no, like, remember part. last week you grilled me because I didn't. I fucking started to try to go through my entire uh, no, manuscript. <laughs> I, I know what we're doing here. Okay. Uh, I watched the first three episodes of The Loudest Voice, that Roger Ailes Fox News show on Showtime. Russell Crowe plays the founder of Fox News. Wait, that's a thing? Yeah, you didn't know about that? No, I just knew the one where John Lithgow played Roger Ailes in Bombshell. Yeah, no, this is a, a like an HBO-style series on Showtime, which I'm sure Showtime people would be pissed off to hear me say that. <laughs> this is shout an HBO. Out, shout out Brendan County. I, have to, I used to set meetings with his assistant. HBO, an HBO style show on Showtime. Yeah. Well, it's a limited series, you know. HBO. What I mean? Oh shit! We, yeah, no, we were just talking about this the other day. How um, it's like the Comey rule. No, we were just talking about how limited series are a big deal. Like yeah. I was, I texted you that this is just like I didn't realize how many shows are going not trying to. I mean, I knew shows were kind of trying to hit that sweet spot of like three, four seasons, but I mean, a lot of shows are only going ten episodes and calling yeah. it eight episodes like Watchmen last year. Yeah, and um, it's a cheaper investment and there's no punishment if you decide you want to order another season. Like Yeah, except you might not be time. able to get it, but unless you're true detective season 2, there was a lot true. of yeah. fucking punishment with that. Yeah, punishment that's for a me. special case. Yeah, that I had to sit through and it was it was a rough one. Now, but um, something else. Well, hold on cuz last week you didn't let me start talking about what I watched, but I don't want to. All right, hold on. It's called The Loudest Voice. Yes. I'm going to have to watch it because that actually sounds really interesting. Yeah. And each episode is like a different year in his life. Not like a full year, but like. Oh, it's actually about Roger. Like if this Roger Ailes is the center of it. Yeah. It's, it's like a character study. Oh, okay. So it's not like Bombshell where he's kind of just like the overarching kind of like villainous backdrop type thing. No. Yeah. He's the protagonist. Loose terms. But, uh, no, like, no, like it, like the protagonist. He's the protagonist of his own story. As, the, the protagonist is defined as the person when, or the character with the strongest desire. And he has that because I it's mean, about his ambition and goals for Fox News and conservative media. But that not, doesn't mean he's a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's not yeah. a good guy. Good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's not. All right. I'm going to, the loudest voice. I put it in my, uh, this was from last year. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just forgot to watch it. I meant to watch it last year. Oh, I thought this was like a new thing. That's why I was surprised I didn't hear much about it. No, it's because I watched the Comey rule and then that Show- made me want to watch another like limited series about a true event. Showtime's got some bangers, dude. Yeah. They got a new show from uh, Blumhouse, which apparently they also did this one. But um, Yeah, they did, which was a weird thing. It didn't feel like Blumhouse. But they have a show with Ethan Hawke called the, I think it's the Good Lord 
Bird, is it? Or the good the good Lord Bird and it's Ethan Hawke plays um John Brown and it's the, like the John Brown story. Who's John Brown? Uh I'll tell you in a minute because I was John really Brown University. No. It's uh he was the leader of an abol a how do you say it? Come on, give me the word. I'm having some brain farts. Abolitish? Abolitionist? Yes, abolitionist uh, soldier. Oh, it's man, essential. What, that I don't know how to say that? Yeah. I, yeah, well, you know me. I'm going to have one um, one in episode where I'm going to not be able to pronounce a word. But essentially, it, it's about the um, instigating event that started the American Civil War. And oh, apparently, cool. it's really fucking good. David Diggs plays Frederick Douglass. Douglas. Uh, Come on. That one's obvious. That's Douglas. It's spelled Do Douglas. Doug Lass. And Wyatt Russell is in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I don't recommend The Good Lord Bird because it fucking put me through a tongue twister. Okay. <laughs> and ev- Great ev- review. Everyone's going to... Th- I didn't even start it. I want to watch it. But <laughs> yeah, but no, Showtime has a lot of bangers. They had some good shows. I mean, they were the ones who brought back Twin Peaks and... That's one of the greatest seasons of television in the history of TV. Probably my favorite TV season, even more than Watchmen, which someone will be like, whoa. You know, I remember pretending not to like Watchmen as much as I did because I didn't want to come off too eager because I was new at my job. And I'm coming up on my one year anniversary at my job. And uh, I think you should apologize for not being as passionate about Watchmen as I should have been because I loved it. I thought it was sick. You... Yeah, we've talked about it. You've told me it's great. You pretended you didn't like it. I didn't like say that I didn't like it. Did you try I, to come off like the cool guy who didn't like something in pop culture at your job? I didn't want to be that guy, but like I was convinced by my roommate that I was that guy or like I was not that I was that guy, but like I was convinced that I had that opinion. I mean, you do have that so opinion, like but it it's great. Much. But well, I actually do like Watchmen a lot. But yeah, I don't. Anyone, I can't. The people who I've heard, and I'm not saying this. I don't want to dig. I don't want to pull from anyone that has a differing opinion. If you don't like Watchmen, that's cool. You're allowed to not like something. But anyone I've heard that hasn't liked Watchmen has been for like really, really kind of borderline stupid reasons. Like someone actually told me they didn't like how politically charged it was, and I was like, "But that's Watchmen." Yeah, <laughs> like kind of the whole point the og watchman before this show was even like that's completely yeah. di- it's 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 this we'll get into the whole borat 2 conversation but it's like them saying like i don't like borat now because he's too political i'm yeah, like dude borat all right but we'll get into that later but it's annoying yeah but no i mean that's that's what we wear on our sleeve dude we love a lot of shit and then we like to boast about it and everyone's like you like too much stuff and i'm like Sorry for being happy. <laughs> I just make a side note. I love your headband. Oh, yeah. Sick look. I know. It's a good look. I might have to drop this on YouTube. Yeah. Not me, because I look pretty busted right now. Nah, you look, you're looking good. You got the headphones. You got the kind of combed over pink hair, but it's not I, too pink. My hair is pretty much back to blonde now. You got blonde pink hair. Yeah. Uh, but back to what we were saying about the subject at hand. I will watch that show, the one that you said, because that sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the other thing that you watched? I'll let you talk because I'm a good co-host, and I will let you talk about what you watched. I watched uh, what I learned in boating school this, whatever, this week was uh, DC Universe's Harley Quinn animated show. Uh, 
Who gave you that recommendation? That was all you, brother. Exactly. Top-notch wreck. Um, uh, It's everything I didn't know I wanted in a show. Um, it's it's one of probably the i mean that and we'll be doing the shadows are two of the best written shows in my opinion right now yeah, i would also throw dave in the conversation yes but, dave um, i feel like the not a lot of people talk about that show but it's it's all right it's not dave. for everybody i don't think dave yeah dave's a, i think dave is a little bit more of a um jokey um like a jokey version of Atlanta. But then it started to yeah. get, but then like towards the end, it even started to get a little bit more experimental. But that's what yeah. FX, FX is another channel that's honestly just throwing out heaters. Every single, every single show they put out is fucking experimental and weird mm-hmm. and great. But yeah, Harley Quinn, great show. Uh, how far into it are you? Uh, I believe I'm on episode eight of the first season. Oh, dude, it, it gets good. I mean, it gets really good. It's, I mean, it's so far, I've loved it. Yeah, it's continued. I, mean, I was texting you today about the episode that I like. I I'll pull up whatever I said because I just remember it, it was genius. You said that it was essentially um, equal to the episode when in what we do in the shadows when we meet Jackie Daytona. Like that's oh, yeah. yeah it's, did you oh, get journalists? To... What are we gonna? Oh no no, that's from that's from Borat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me let me pump pump the brakes there. Here it is. Um, Season one, episode seven, the line was my favorite. Scarecrow saying, we stand for the anthem here is the best thing to happen in the DC universe ever. And I fucking vibe with Kite Man. Kite Man's the, is, are, him so and, are him and Ivy, they're together, right? Yeah, she was okay. like ashamed to be seen with him. And then they had a real like breakdown moment on the roof. Yeah, it gets pretty awesome. Their yeah, whole I, arc. I, their relationship's crazy. I love it. Uh, yeah, it'll get crazier. It's hard not to talk to you about it and like completely ruin the entire show, but I'm trying to burn through it. After we get off this, I'm probably gonna watch a couple more episodes. It's so good. But yeah, no, top I recommend that to anyone who wants a just a funny show. Like even Louie, my partner, uh isn't like we saw Avengers together and they like superheroes, yeah. but when we were I would put it on and like it was just as funny to them as it was to me. Like it wasn't even, yeah. yeah so yeah, that, you don't need to really know the full lore of DC comics or whatever. Like I'm not even super into it, so I don't know everything, but I'm aware of the main characters and like, I didn't know I who, know uh, faces, so. I didn't know who Dr. Psycho was or not. Dr. It's Dr. Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Psycho. I didn't know. I didn't even know who that was. Like I, I didn't know of him, but I wasn't really aware of his. his he's the funniest character to me in the whole yeah. show. He's like, uh, I liken him to like this version. This show's Roger from American Dad. Like that's exactly oh, who he yeah. is. Yeah, like he's, that's he's also he's kind of like a Frank Reynolds. That's exactly as, like he's not quite as absurd, which is a weird thing to say. No, he gets even. No, he does get more absurd. Okay. Like there's yeah, a lot of the stuff he does. But yeah, no, he's great, and I'm a big King Shark guy like he's oh, yeah, he's he's so freaking funny the guy who voices him i don't know his name but i know he did like a couple characters on bob's burgers i just think he's so funny he is his I don't voice know what it is it's just such a it's like the american equivalent of a kiwi accent yes no he's it's it's the theatrical it's like the theater accent yeah uh and the last thing i'll say and then we'll jump into unless you don't want to know what i watched I mean, go ahead. I guess we got time. But uh, I was going to say the last thing is um, the Bane voice in Harley Quinn. 
how they adopted oh, yeah. the Christopher Nolan. They like, just went with Tom Hardy. Basically. Yeah, yeah, but the they Tom make Hardy him. They make him this big oaf, like like a yeah. dope, and he's like everyone like teases him, and he just takes yeah. it to heart. He's like, I'm gonna blow you up. Yeah, all he ever says is just like, I'm gonna blow up this hospital, or <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna blow up this funeral. And it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a good recurring gag, which usually don't work on me, but I I dig it when it's yeah. No, they, they they have a they they do have a really smart way of making the recurring gags actually feel like they uh almost feel fresh, even though they're recurring. Like it's it's yeah. No, Harley Quinn recommend it to everyone. I think it's one of the funniest shows I've seen. Yeah, it's a gem of a show, and it was just renewed for a season three. Even though I do think season two ends pretty much wrapped up in a bow, but they uh, they do like they do leave some things they can explore more especially with how it wraps up but they even wrap the show up with like a vn type thing and then it's like question mark because they never got renewed so it was like Uh, yeah no i mean that was like is it on hbo max now yeah yeah now they pushed it to hbo max completely yeah season one and two were dc universe original season three will be an hbo max original got it uh but a lot of those DC Universe shows are moving over to HBO Max because the one thing that's not on there, sadly, is I was looking today was I want to watch that Swamp Thing show that like oh, came out, yeah. the James Wan. Yeah. I remember that like being excited for that and the trailer was really interesting. And then I never really figured out what the app is when it came out. And, and it's not on it's not it. on HBO Max yet. And apparently it's an unreal season of TV. Like apparently it's like really good. And then they canceled it. And then now they're like, now it's on CW. Like they like are airing the episodes oh, and people yeah. are like, it's sick. And then they're like, maybe we should make more. But now HBO Max is like, we might just reboot it. So then it's like, I don't know. But yeah. I, I want to watch a that. a lot of question marks with the, the DC universe. Yeah, but. It's almost like the Riddler's been here. Ooh. Be funny if they announce like a Riddler TV show tomorrow, like on HBO Max. The villain in the Batman, but maybe it'll be Paul Dano taping his face for eight episodes. That would be pretty fucking sweet, man. I know it would be. I'd watch that. I would too. I love Paul Dano. I'm I'm probably more excited for the Batman. This is unrelated to everything. Uh, probably more excited for that movie than any other like major tentpole franchise coming out anytime soon i mean i would say i'm excited for no time to die but that's only because it's been fucking two years running <laughs> yeah you're a total bond head yeah um but now the you're batman. into bondage yep the batman that's what is they call you guys mm-hmm. you gonna keep going uh bdsm bond diehard sam mendez <laughs> fans yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's um, I'm done now. Thank all you. All right, uh, yeah, no, I I think I could say that Batman's up there for like movie that I'm probably most excited for. At least, at least top three. I I don't really know what else is coming out. And I know I would say Dune. Dune's probably up there. But uh, yeah, the the Batman's probably like the new like superhero, like anything superhero because Marvel's so like backed up. And yeah, but and I don't even know when the act the next actual Marvel project will come out. Like yeah. obviously, WandaVision. The Winter Soldier is film, finishing movie. filming, and they're like all the streaming will come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get to what I watched so that we can get into the news real quick and then just discuss Go more. Go for at. it. All right. So the movie I will say that I watched. I'm gonna say I watched two things because you got to say two. How brave. Okay. The first thing I watched was I finished up Lovecraft Country this week, which we were talking about. Love. We were talking about limited series and. 
that ends pretty much like wrapped up completely. Ten episodes, one season. The book it's based on, apparently it follows the book, takes some liberties, but it, it ends the same way. So, I mean, I would recommend that to anyone. I think it's really well done. It was Jordan Peele produced, J.J. Abrams, uh, some good VFX. It's good, like good genre, like time, kind of time bending. Just like each week's kind of like they go on an adventure, essentially, with like an overarching, like magical backstory. Yeah, it was, it's really, really good. Uh, it's a really cool creature gore effects too and i mean hbo is another network that just everything they put out is worth paying attention to yeah yeah that's why they're uh it's not tv it's hbo you know they're the highest caliber well now it's not tv anymore because everything's on streaming so yeah, it's not it's tv HBO max it's not cable it's, it's not a uh, high high level broadcast or premium it's premium cable hbo max but we don't have cinemax stuff on our hbo app but we just call it hbo it's a common max. misconception yeah yeah um and then the second thing i watched which was a movie was i watched the first two blade movies which i'm just going to combine into one uh That's three things fuck keeping score fuck you now up all right <laughs> you're blade, three to two but blade yo uh, Wesley Snipes might be the coolest action star that I never got into. The dude is like just kung fu fucking kicking people that are vampires all around for two movies. I heard the third movie is pretty bad. Um, I'm going to watch it eventually, but I mean, obviously, yeah, but Blade one was sick. There's a scene where he rips a throat out. He rips someone's throat out and throws it at him at another guy. That was really cool. <laughs> uh, and a lot of club techno music. And then the second one was Guillermo del Toro that directed it. And Ron Perlman plays the bald villain. And and then in that one, he just beats people up some more. But this time, Guillermo del Toro said, I'm going to do it. Uh, I would recommend the Blade movies. They are cool. Wesley Snipes is badass. I think I'm just going to become a Wesley head. (laughs) And I think um, Blade might be one of the only, because I don't know much about him, but that might be one of the, like, like a Hugh Jackman and like a Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones type, or Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, like someone I can't see not like not being that character. That's like simultaneous. Wesley Snipes and Blade are like kind of pitch perfect for each other. Well, you better get ready because Mahershala Ali has a thing no, to say I, about I, that. No, I know, and that's the thing is like I also can look at Mahershala Ali and be like, nah, he yes, he's gonna fucking kick ass. But I just don't know yeah. how it's not gonna be R rated because those movies are so R rated. Hey, you don't know yet, man. They're still hearing pitches. Exactly, but I, I just I think it, I think it needs to be R rated. I love I know some people who are pitching it, not to brag. Spike Lee. <laughs> I don't know if he is, I, but uh, someone else that I, you know, Ma, I've said Ma, so much. Leave it all out. The, Ma, t- the last 30 seconds. Moss Def. Probably not. Mike Epps. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, my friend just got hired as Damon Wayne Jr.'s assistant. Isn't that pretty sick? That is pretty sick. That's a really yeah. sick gig to get. Yeah, I know. Shout like, out hey, to Sam. Hey, hey, Damon Dalla. Damon Dalla Waynes. Is that his nickname? No, that's what I just gave him. <laughs> okay. I don't know about that. All right. But yeah, Blade movies, watch them. Highly recommend. Wesley Snipes all- is a, a real vampire, you know? Yeah. Because in What We Do in the Shadows, that documentary. I know. Now, now I actually understand that 
like I get that reference even more when he shows yeah. up. He was also, I mean, it was really funny just to see Wesley Snipes like not knowing how to use a zoom. I know, right? He was all like, "Man, this fucking camera just fucking doesn't work." Yeah, I'm Wesley Snipes. I don't have any fucking Wi-Fi. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're both. All three of them are on Hulu, and I would highly recommend watching them. But uh, that's what I watched this week. I watched more because I watch movies, unlike you. But uh, movies too. There's you don't know but, my life. but there's a lot of other, you know, we got other stuff to talk about, like the news. Uh, we're going to go quick news today because we really just got to talk about Borat. Cause quick I think, bites. Yeah, I think we're quick really... Quick bite of news right here. All right. All right. Libby, dead. <laughs> That's all we need to say about it. <laughs> also, I feel bad for all the people who worked at I, I, I Did you see what Jeffrey... Is it Kassenberg? Yeah. He, what, he, uh, what he said to his employees when they no, when they got I fired didn't, i didn't i didn't read the whole memo or whatever it was he essentially sent them something that said listen to the trolls soundtrack wow. <laughs> yeah like that's kind can't of stop the feeling man or no you just can't stop the feeling no it was something about it was it was a cover on the troll it was like a cover of a real song on the trolls track oh. that was like i feel like like oh get knocked down and get back up again or something like it was I get knocked down. yeah they, he said that to, he said that to all his employees that he can't wow. pay anymore real nice jeff that's, that's crazy yeah I that, mean, that guy's got he's got a lot of quick bites yeah in his soul so yeah quibby's dead uh it's a shame it was know? a very cocky business proposition i mean it was like, a, that it, these old guys think they know more about how consumers want entertainment delivered to them than than any other expert on the matter I mean, dude it's it's people who think they know more or it's a people with a lot of money who think that don't know what to do with that money except spend it on things they think they know they should and then it ends up bombing but they're not worse for the wear yeah i feel bad for the writer of the blacklist script frat boy genius the it was like a like a more fun, upbeat version of the social network about the founder of Snapchat. Did you read that script? Mm, you might have told me. Oh no, you told me. I think you told me about it, but I never ended up reading it. I well, yeah. I never, I never. Yeah, you. I think you told me you were going to send it to me, and you never did. Oh my bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really interesting, and um, it got bought by Quibi, which was funny because it's like a Snapchat story and there it's being told in like a similar format to snapchat but then they canceled it and now it's not being made which sucks i mean what happens when something like that goes down like does it do the rights kind of revert back to the the writer and then it can be sold to someone else depends on the contract it's kind of shitty yeah so i'm not sure what uh what this one was so i mean i don't want to say if someone if someone offered me uh, if Quibi offered me something for one of my scripts, I'm sure I would say yes just to get paid. Yeah, I but at money. The, but at the same time, it would suck because I, in my back of my mind, I would be like, I feel like I should hold out, <laughs> not sell yeah. the Quibi. But also, like, I don't know. That was a pretty. You said that was a pretty nice script, and Quibi was the one who's unless Quibi made yeah. them a ridiculous amount of money. Like, I offered. mean, Quibi had a lot of money that they were working with. And so, I'm, like, shout out to the people who got paid. Like, good for you to get your projects bought. But it sucks if, uh, it, like, wasted your passion project. Yeah. R.I.P. Well, Quibi. R.I.P. Quibi. Next. The, next. 
the next bit of news, we have uh, a Creed 3 update, which uh, I don't know about you, but I liked Creed. I loved Creed 1, really liked Creed 2, thought it wrapped up pretty well. I kind of didn't need a Creed 3. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but we found out that they are going through with it uh, this week with Michael B. Jordan in talks to make his directorial debut on Creed 3. That actually kind of induces a little bit more interest in me for Creed 3, knowing that at least it'll have some... It's it's like Creed's kind of this, I don't know, like this breeding ground now for like people to make their debuts because Stephen Capel Jr., the guy who did Creed 2, was also, that was his first movie. This would be... uh, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Yeah, so it seems like this This could be... made it way more interesting for me because I loved the first Creed. I didn't even see creed 2 you didn't sorry spoiler i actually really like creed 2 i think you would like i I think you would really like it too it actually was i i don't i stylistically i don't think steven capel jr i thought he did a good job but i don't think like kugler's on another world so to like to like to say for him like to expect him to reach that level yeah the only thing that would make a lot of sense for creed 3 is for like mr t's son to come back (laughs) and then they just love that and then this just then just start getting really absurd but i also like creed 2 creed 2 made rocky 4 kind of like a serious movie weirdly because like it gave drago like he has a whole arc right he is an arc and you kind of feel bad for him and his like you feel bad for his son like he's just this like khabib doesn't he look like khabib yeah he's he's like he's this big scary black-haired russian dude yeah but he's like Shout out Khabib, twenty nine and zero. I think he's still retired. I think he's still scarier than I think he's scarier than Khabib. Khabib is the goat. That's the official stance of Spoiler Alert, the podcast. Can't wait for the Khabib movie. When yeah, there could be a pretty sick Khabib movie. Not gonna lie, played by Conor McGregor. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you could give Casey Affleck could play Khabib. I would want. I. You know, we we gotta do a little de aging, but he could do it. Or uh, oh, Ty Sheridan, he's got a real wrestler's face. I feel like he was in a movie about a wrestler. What about that one where he, Matthew McConaughey mud? Isn't it just a mud wrestling movie with Matthew McConaughey? I feel like that's not true, but I've also not seen it, so it's certainly possible. It'd be kind of funny for Matthew McConaughey to be. It'd be really funny for Matthew McConaughey to be just mud wrestling this twelve-year-old boy. Also, it would be really creepy now that I think about it. I said that out loud and it got a little weird. It's okay. Yeah, Creed 3, I'm not, I'm interested, but I will say that I thought Creed 2 was great. I think Nick should watch Creed 2. I think so too. I'll, that'll be my homework this week. And I'll yeah. Back. That was a good one. Um, yeah. All right. And last bit of news MGM based as well, which is kind of cool. Weird tie. Yeah. You know? How about that? No Time to Die, a movie we talked about a little earlier probably was my most anticipated movie of 2020 but in 2020 fashion we didn't get arizona just threw an interception (laughs) again no it was oh russell wilson threw the interception and that yes he threw he threw one and then kyler murphy just threw one after he threw one so yeah baby yeah (laughs) sorry about that let's go um yeah yeah, we got the football. I got the football game on in the background, so I'm trying to be. A I good got the host. bullets. What's the you, movie? You haven't seen it. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's La La Land is the movie, but that's also Rebel Without a Cause is the movie that they're talking about. 
I just inceptioned you. Yes, thank you. And I, my, I do base my I got the bullets delivery on Ryan Gosling's. Here's a crazy bit so of right. Here's a crazy spoiler alert about Eric. I've never seen Rebel without a cause. It's okay. I was half asleep while I watched it because well, I had to watch it for a project uh, my senior year. Yo, 90% of those movies that they made us, Russell Wilson threw another interception. A third interception? Nah, I'm just fucking No, with you. he did not. God. But no, those movies I had to watch for school. Any like Citizen Kane, I had to watch for school. We talked about that. I think yeah. I didn't. The only one I liked was like Strangers on a Train, and um, oh, that was great. I love Strangers on a Train. Which I'm really sad that they never made the David Fincher remake with Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike, Jillian. Oh, that, Flynn, that would be sick. And Jillian Flynn was gonna write it, and that was gonna have been the fucking greatest movie ever. Yeah. But then David Fincher was like, "Fuck you! I'm going to Netflix." And oh, there's I got one bit of news at the end after I just remembered. What? What were we talking about? Um, oh, straight and Rashomon, the Kurosawa movie, which is like one of the greatest movies ever. All right, but back to our news so we can get to Borat. James Bond, No Time to Die, explored a $600 million sale to streaming services uh, from Apple, Netflix, and other streaming services. MGM then came out and said, that's a lie. It's not for sale. But I don't think this number was pulled out of someone's ass. <laughs> so they definitely so i think it's more they definitely went to mgm and were like how much would you sell us this for and mgm was like the theatrical experience but dude i bet you by december because i don't think the world i don't think that anything's gonna shift anytime soon i bet you this movie gets sold like i i, I bet you this i bet you it ends up on apple tv plus because i feel like that's just something about them screams mgm uh yeah i think they're doing they did a co-production i forget what it was but i just know that that i feel like that's where it's gonna end up and then i'm gonna have to buy apple tv plus i really would like it to go somewhere i don't have to pay for but also like i'll pay 50 dollars to rent this movie I'll, yeah. I'll and then i'll pay another 50 dollars to watch but something interesting was coming to america was sold from paramount to amazon for 125 million dollars and, and I that's think that's a like, way smaller title than Bond. Know, exactly. And I think like the math was like, I think Spectre made 800 million or something. Oh, and, wow. and I think if like they, if they spent 600 million and the way the math would turn out, it would be, it would bring MGM closer to a million dollars or a billion dollars without even having to share any of those, any of that money with anyone through like theater chains or anything. Which, like, I would fucking die. If, dude, I would make... You'd make out like a bandit. I don't know yeah. why they... I've, I, there's no way that MGM doesn't say, you know what, I think we got to bite the bullet. Or maybe they even, like, say, like, later on, they'll re-put it in theaters for the IMAX. Because it was filmed in IMAX, which sucks. Well, it and sucks the, that we might not see it in IMAX. Yeah, that's what sucks. It's awesome that it was shot in IMAX. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm... seen in that way. But I'm all, or maybe even like, I mean, AMC still technically open, so they could maybe try put a deal together, but who knows how long that's going to last. And yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot up in the With air right COVID now. COVID spiking, it seems like that's not going to be anytime soon. Yeah. But maybe they'll be able to stick the landing on their current release date. I just picture with the $600 million thing, just like Michael DeLuca, the chairman of MGM, like doing his Dr. Evil impression, $600 million, which I really did not commit to the impression, but you know what I'm talking about. 
I appreciated it. Thank you. Let's do an ad read. All right, read your ad. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by my new Christmas bed sheets. They are flannel, and they have snowmen and Christmas trees and a farmhouse on them. And I don't really care that it's not even Halloween. It might be by the time that anyone is listening to this. Might be Halloween Even if it's not, I'm not a huge Halloween guy to begin with. I think it's overrated. And I already had Thanksgiving in Canada, so I'm ready for Christmas. I've listened to Christmas music three times in the past week. Sue me. It's because I love my bedsheets, and they sponsor the podcast. Nailed it. So, I mean, I do think this movie is going to get sold uh, to Apple TV+. Plus. I just, I have this gut feeling about it and uh as shitty as it feels to not see something like this in theaters i think at this rate i any movie coming out between now and april i think there are you just got to sell them off or you got to push them back to next like november i just don't see like i see this gap of time because even if like by january if like bearing whatever happens with the political climate bearing whatever happens with everything a vaccine were to be created I mean, you're just not like it's still not going to matter what comes out in theaters because people aren't going to be ready to jump back into that type of environment for at least, I would say, another year. And that's and that's if everything were to go well. Yeah, it's not the easiest thing to be positive about, you know, I mean, what can you do, though? Like, I've done I've I've I had my earlier in the year, I had my fucking anxiety attacks score and everything from this entire pandemic so i'm i've kind of come to terms with like i'm planning on moving to to la like you know i'm planning on carrying on with my life as much as i can while being safe and i mean as much as like the the film industry is kind of you know up in the air i mean there's still it's not like movies stopped like we're still getting we're still getting things it's just it's that it's that fear of not knowing whether or not next year theaters are going to be widely open. If a lot of theater, cha- if like our biggest theater chains are going to close down, like as I I just said, I'm moving to LA, and I mean you lived in LA, you're not yeah. there now, but you plan on going back. Yeah, like, I still got all my stuff there. Yeah, so like theaters out there are never going away because that's that's the fucking bread and butter, baby. Like arc yeah. lights, arc lights will never close. <laughs> yeah i mean mine was closed when i left but i mean like arc nights won't arc arc nights arc lights nice. won't close like the frame yeah, like the, the chain the chain won't, won't close business, yeah. yeah what you might see is uh studios or distributors like disney or warners buy, buy the theater chain. chains yeah now, i mean amazon feels like they're gonna end up buying a huge chain I just, I don't yeah. see, I now see that them. The Paramount decision has been repealed, which is crazy to me. Wait, what happened with Paramount? Did I miss this? Well, the Paramount decision was in the 40s, and that was what said distributors couldn't own. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 I thought something happened where like Paramount took back the fucking. <laughs> no, no. I thought they... It's just named after them. I thought, no, I thought what happened was they were like, remember that thing we did? Well, we're taking it back. Oh. 40- 80 years later and now it is an option like disney already owns the el capitan theater disney can own i mean disney i don't think disney's gonna buy a theater chain but i could see amazon buying they could i don't think they're going to i think amazon's gonna buy amc or regal though or cineworld i guess is who they would buy who owns and i could 100 see apple also jumping into something like that 
I don't see it. I don't know. Apple's not really in the experience business, you know. They're more uh that's a little too close to a restaurant. I don't know what I don't I don't think Netflix would, but I mean it would make a hundred percent sense because then they could play their movies in theaters anytime they want. Yeah. They also don't need to though. I feel like they're incurring unnecessary costs. It's the it's the Oscar it's 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 unless the Oscars change their race type thing. Which was not, the Irishman nominated for shit? Yeah, but it played in theaters. That's the that's the whole. It has to play like in theaters for I think three weeks. Right, right. And AMC won't play their movies because they don't have a theatrical like window. Yeah. Which, but now the theatrical window has disappeared because Universal has the thing where they seventeen days. Is it seventeen days or seven? Is it ninety days? No, it's it's like seventeen days or something after a movie comes out, it can go to straight to streaming or go to like on demand for universal movies. So, I mean, I don't know it, things are changing is what we're getting at. We kind of went off yeah. the grid there a little bit, but uh, off the rails, I think not the grid. I'm off the grid. I'm off the deep end. I think we ought to get to the main point, the main attraction. It's a good, good segue. One strong fraction. All right. I like you. I like sex. It's nice. Borat, I'm trying to get the whole full title. Borat Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit. <laughs> Hold on, the title still. Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. And I don't know how we want to do this because we've never done a two-movie. Um, we've never done like a two-movie show since this is our second episode. Would, will we just talk about both movies at once? Will we Why don't talk- I quickly run through the log line of Borat? Ooh. I mean, I feel like you could just say the plot. Like you could just. I got it. I got it. Borat is a Kazakh journalist who travels to the United States to make a documentary, which features real life interactions with Americans. Much of the film features unscripted vignettes of Borat interviewing and interacting with real life Americans who believe he is a foreigner with little or no understanding of American custom. Yeah. So I mean that that is a very not funny way to explain it. Uh, I mean, you also forgot the biggest. Well, everyone part. knows what Borat is. You forgot the biggest part is what? that Borat and Borat one. He goes to the U.S. in order to to first to figure out ways about the U.S. or figure out about the U.S.A. And then in while he's on this trip, he finds out about Pamela Anderson and decides I'm gonna marry her. Yes. <laughs> and then that's the whole plot of the movie. So that helps make it a little bit funnier. Yeah, and it is an absurd plot. I mean, I don't. I know you feel the same way I do. I think this movie is kind of pitch perfect as a comedy. Yeah, like, it's I think, pretty genius. I think it's one of the smartest comedies ever. It was nominated for a best adapted screenplay at the Oscars, so it oh, was. Really? Yeah, it got nominated. Damn. Yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. And best uh, motion picture musical or comedy, Golden Globe. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, apparently, I found out a lot about the Golden Globes recently to where I've realized that it's kind of a jack of a show. It's kind of a joke. Yeah. I mean, all award shows are kind of goofy. But, but like, that one is essentially a bunch of rich dudes who buy, like, the ability to vote. Like, that's, uh-huh. like, kind of, yeah, like, that's just, like, that's why a lot of weird movies get nominated or, like, a lot of, like, The Martian got yeah. nominated as a comedy. Like, that's why that shit happened. Like, well, that's because that's the best, that's the easiest way to win. Yeah, I know. But yeah, Borat, funniest movie, probably one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Uh, ridiculous, yeah. absurd. Um, 
kind of terrifying <laughs> because yeah. of how it portrays a lot of this country. It's so crazy. Just like this is such a pedestrian commentary, but like seeing all the seeds that were planted back then for what we have now with like the way Trump supporters act, like you can see it's all the same people. Yeah. It, uh, the post nine 11 nationalism is like so obvious and like grotesque. I think the scariest scene to me in that first movie too is, I mean, we're, was this how should we just go into this? Should we just kind of talk about Borat one for a little? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the scariest scene to me was when he goes first. I mean, it's the funniest when he sings the Kazakhstan national anthem. Oh, or like, yeah. But when he's talking to the dude and he's like about the gay people and he's like, uh, I, I think he says like, if, if man is gay, we hang them or something. And then he, or, and then the dude, the American guy goes, we've been trying to do that here. But like, oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah. dead serious. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And like, I know this was 07 or 06. 06, yeah. But I mean, that shit hasn't changed. Like that's, that yeah. dude still feels it's the same so way he crazy. does now. Yeah, no. And like, there's another one where it's very, oh, all the shit with like, at the rodeo where he's like, may George Bush drink the blood of every man, woman, and child in Afghanistan or something, or Iraq. Well, that was, that's the same scene, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That scene is just that's that is the scene I remember being like the most ridiculous, and that and the frat bros, like that's yeah. A, that's oh a, yeah, that was very eye opening because I did not remember that from when I was a kid. Yeah, that was a that uh, was crazy to me. Yep, that it's it's the a whole equivalent th- to that. Spoiler alert! Oh my god, that, I said the name of the show. Uh, that's it. We're ending. <laughs> the the equivalent in the second one is the the uh, beauty pageant scene to me when he says like $500. Yep. That was fucking chilling. Sorry, spoiler alert. Blah, blah, blah. That's the whole thing. We're going to get into that. I mean, we'll, we'll finish up with Borat 1 and then yeah. we'll go right into Borat 2 because I feel like Borat 1's, oh, whatever's been said about Borat 1 has been said already. Yeah, it, they've it, had 14 years to say yeah, it. Yeah, it was really nice to revisit it though. I mean, I've seen yeah. it probably 10 times and Every, it was nice that it was just showed up on Prime. Yeah, um, I didn't realize it was. But it's only on Prime till like November first, so I'm guessing like I'm guessing they sense. like Prime bought the rights and they only could have it for a certain like yeah. a, two weeks or something. Yeah, it was. If I, mean, I if I can overshare a little bit, I blocked out a lot of like 2006 because that was when my parents were getting divorced or like that was when they first split up. And uh, so like, I didn't really remember a lot of like the world and what it felt like, but this totally brought me back. So shout out to Borat, um, bringing back some real good memories from me. That's a fun way to, to segue into the second movie. Yeah. So Borat 2, I'll read the log line of Borat 2. Go for it. And you the got t- this. Okay. So Borat 2, also full title is Borat Subsequent Movie Film, Delivery of Prodigious Bride. Prodigious? Yeah, prodigious. God, I'm fucking having a word. You got it. You got it. All right. Prodigious Bride to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. But also it has like three titles, which was one of the funniest bits in the movie. Yeah, they keep changing the title in the middle of the movie. (laughs) Which was like one of the funniest things to me because it just kept doing it. And I was like, because the first title was something about like delivery of monkey to... Mikel Pence or something, wasn't it? Like that was what the yeah, running title was. Of, 
yeah. genius monkey something and, like that. and it turns out that was the title in the movie at the opening yeah. but then yeah. they changed it to the actual title which was really funny yeah but then it then the then the third title is like a spoiler so they didn't reveal that title like yeah. that yeah um yeah so the log line for four at two i mean i just think it's hilarious that isla fisher is married to this man i know and she's so normal see like it seems like in her movie roles, at least she's like not in fucking not wedding wild. crashers, dude. Yeah, wedding crashers, she's wild, but like <laughs> in general, she's not a an absurd character like Borat. Dude, I can't find a logline. Like no one has a logline of it. Do you have one? I mean, essentially, the film stars Sasha okay. Baron Cohen as the fictional Kazakh journalist and television personality Borat. Sagdiev. 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 Seg Sagdiev. It says Sagdiev. Oh, it's Sagdiev. I was wrong. <laughs> and Maria Bakalova as his daughter Tutar, who is offered to be, who is who is to be offered as bride to Vice President Mike Pence. That's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much that. That's everything. Yeah. I uh, love the beginning when he's being spotted as a. Uh, as Borat. As Borat. And he's like, no, it's not me. And he's running that around. Been, that must have been crazy to be those people. Like, And he tries like to run around without pants on saying, like, yeah, I'm not a Borat. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. So, I mean, it's the title, but we will go. We're going to talk heavy spoilers of Borat, too. I mean, I'm assuming a lot of the people have probably watched Borat, too, this weekend since it was the biggest thing going on this weekend. That wasn't the debate. Yeah. Uh, if you're one of the four people listening to this and you haven't watched the movie, I mean... It's You're, fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you were hoping to get out of this. So this movie was fucking bonkers. I heard people say that it wasn't as funny as the first movie. I would probably say, I feel like just because it's fresh, I can't, Borat 1 for me has lived on throughout most of my like film fan, half of my film mm-hmm. life. Uh, I've, I've quoted Borat so much. And I mean, this one just came out, so I can't talk about like how funny it was in comparison but i i mean i laughed harder than i've laughed in a movie during this yeah and cringed uh, more than my I- mom texted me like do you hear a dog barking outside and it was me laughing in the basement watching the movie and i was watching it alone so that's yeah a pretty no good, no uh, that's a ga- that's a gauge on how funny yeah. a movie is if you're alone and you're laughing like they're like that to me is like how an Adam Sandler movie makes me feel, or like Tropic Thunder, like those. Yeah. Like and Borat, it's shit you can't believe they said that. Like the, it's very rare and it's very hard to do nowadays. Like, but there was some shit in this movie that was like, wow, I can't believe they. Fucking but said that. the genius of it is that to me, this is the only form. This is like one of the rare forms of satirical comedy yeah. where I feel like there's of course people who are going to laugh at it for the wrong reasons, but most of the people that I've talked to who've seen this already know that these, this is legitimately pulling on the type of people that are around in the world today. Like, like yeah. the, a lot of Trump supporters, a lot of, a lot of people who believe in the most absurd things. And Borat is portrayed as an idiot, but he's portrayed as a foreign idiot. And a lot of people a lot of people in America have this habit of thinking because someone's foreign, it's funny. So like they can do whatever yeah. they want. That's why I found out something interesting. I was reading about like a ranking of the pranks 
in the movie and there was a uh, the guy who was helping him fax back and forth oh my god yeah i yeah. love that he told them it was a training video for russia <laughs> wow. and he and he believed them that's sick that's one of the things i always wanted to know is like what's the story that they tell these people to get them to do it yeah and people said i would say that i do think a little bit of this was more this was definitely a little more uh scripted than the first one only because like with his daughter being a part of it kind of like yeah they there's had a little one. more of a plot it's a little um, more written yeah but i mean dude like there's no way that he walked in like he definitely walked into that synagogue which is oh, one of yeah. the one of the most baffling moments in that movie and one i of think the that's t- like one of the most genius like dramatic irony moments of him being so happy that the holocaust is real i know i laughed that was the that from then on like the whole movie to me was funny and eye-opening yeah i think from then on because then the scene happens yeah I mean, like, that is the best moment of 2020 in, like, yeah. movies. Like, I think this is the best movie of the year. I'm just going to say it. In my rankings of the top 10 movies of the year, I immediately threw this on number one. I'm going to rewatch this probably, like, five more times. I mean, it's yeah. easily accessible now. But <laughs> yeah. also, it's just, like, this movie was brilliant. Like, it was I, – I don't know, like – I don't know if it's going to do what people think thought it was going to do i don't think it's going to change things because i think it was released kind of too late like i think yeah i mean there's i don't think there's any world where this movie decides the election for one individual however people talking about the election who who might not have initially the one thing i'll say and uh louis also told we said this at the end of the movie we probably could have did without the go vote yeah, there end. was clearly something added at the end. And I think they I mean, yeah, they voted, definitely I was like, I'm kinda tired of being told to vote, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I understand why everyone's saying yeah. go vote. Like yeah, I, I, it I, is I get important, it. And it's so but, hype that all these turnout numbers are looking good. But uh yeah, I mean like the you're preaching to the choir if, if watching Borat. Yeah, it, it's to the I, that definitely was something added on right when they released the movie. Like I, I don't it just it was something that was the only and that's not even i can't say that's like something that completely destroys the experience of the movie for me no yeah it then i didn't really care it was like oh, it was yeah, just fine. it was just kind of like oh i mean i feel like the ending of the movie kind of did it like maybe it sort realize. of reminded me that it was sunday afternoon and like there's nine days left till the election and it brought me back to reality a little yeah. too quick um I mean, it, like, it's fine. And the whatever. scene that precedes that is the running of the American. Yeah, that which, was great. Which was when uh, Dr. Fauci yeah. walks out and it's the Karen. And I just, I mean, I've never, that, it's just, it was pitch perfect. Like, yeah. it was, it's almost like, how does, how do people who don't, aren't aware enough in the world to know what's going on, see this and then not think like wow like that's us like <laughs> yeah it's crazy how they had such a perfect and accurate critique of 2020 in real time like, yeah i mean we're at the first one they were able to make those jokes like five years into the post 9-11 era this one like they were writing them on the fly as they happened as they made it and delivered it while it was still relevant yeah which is i mean it just shows 
that's the the climate of entertainment now where it's like all on the fly and it has to be the most topical thing always whatever yeah and also it's crazy to see how it it's a character that lasts over 14 years and still works and we were talking about this too with how you said when you had watched because you hadn't seen borat one so yeah Yeah, not all the way through borat one was that was your first watch and you were texting me and saying um how you thought it was just brilliant how he came up with this it's crazy how he came up with the plot like essentially on the fly almost yeah and the the um, whole like building a plot and like researching to know they would find a jewish bed and breakfast in whatever state they were mm-hmm. in that spot. and i and told you around this whole journey with a plot is pretty crazy and i told you that uh because you watched it uh borat one saturday you watched borat two earlier today i watched yep. borat two friday night when when it was and um you got it on the premiere night exactly well no premiere night was thursday night during the debate because oh, they were yeah. genius that's right. that's- and i told you dude, i was like wait until you see what happens yeah. with the plot of Borat too, because I mean, dude, he had, he must've had an idea. I don't know. I wonder his, if his writing style is like, he has an idea in his head and he just kind of let like adjust it on the fly. Or if he essentially has a base, like almost like a log line idea and yeah. kind of just takes all the footage he gets and then bases a plot around it. Almost like how Christopher McQuarrie for those mission impossible movies essentially is just like, to tom cruise like what kind of stunt do you want to pull yeah yeah and then like he writes a plot around the stunt and it ends up being cohesive like i think he probably has the same kind of process but it's um around an idea like he wants to get across or like a conversation topic so essentially the pandemic happening i know it's weird to say but it happened it was kind of almost the perfect thing to happen for sasha baron cohen because he was essentially able to create and i'm gonna throw out a hot take here top three greatest movie twist in cinematic history yeah greatest fucking that that twist when i started to see it unravel first azamat being the chair in the beginning Uh, of the movie that was funny but then, like, when you find out that uh, this is heavy spoiler, but also we yeah. got into it, that Kazakhstan was the one who essentially created the pandemic. Yeah. To get and it back was because of Borat. Borat. To get back at them for laughing at Borat on the movie. Yeah. Was one of the greatest meta twists yeah. that I've ever seen. And I remember, like, kind of, I stood up and clapped, like, in, wow. like, like, by myself. I was guy. like, I know. I was like, this is great. Like this really is- being living in the moment, you know? Yeah. You, you love to see it. It's that's dude. I'm a, I'm a, that's self-actualization. Right there, I'm a right fan there. of cinema when done right. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it, it was crazy. And it was that, and it was uh, following the Rudy Giuliani scene, which I guess we should just talk about since it's the yeah, most, since it's the, need to mention it it's, it's the, we're here. it's the most climactic, I mean, it's probably the most climactic scene in the movie. It is the climactic scene in the yeah. movie, but it's also the one that I think people are going to remember the most. Yeah, like when you talk about is what the conversation is about this movie. Um, Which, I mean, after already knowing what it was like that, it was coming. It didn't blow my mind. Like it was I'm, obviously still shocking, and like I'm the opposite way. I think it. Like, I think it was in context. 
I think it was way worse. Like I'm, yeah, I think it was because I think contextually the way that it plays out and also just like, I hadn't seen the scene. I just knew what it was. So I didn't see the scene too much of Rudy Giuliani speaking. Yeah. Like I try try to so obviously that creepy guy who would talk to a young girl that way. Yeah. I try to avoid listening to him talk usually. Yeah. I would recommend it. It's not good. I've seen enough of him in Borat too to know that I'm hoping that this somewhat puts a nail in him, but it probably won't. Yeah, it yeah, was. I mean, if people vote, if they listen to the end of the movie and they vote, it might. It, I'd say I'd that say. the. I think that scene was. I think it was still. Also, that scene like weirdly had heart. Like the entire end of the movie, like got <laughs> me feeling. Take. No, 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 not with that, but like with Borat and his daughter, like the whole relationship with them. Oh yeah, no, there's totally there's totally a real good heartwarming story. Not there. the fucking Rudy Giuliani scene. I didn't have any heart in that scene. Okay, that was that, yeah. That was confusing. To yeah, me. no, no. The, like him coming in and rescuing his daughter, knowing that Rudy, Rudy Giuliani is gonna pull some shit on him. Like yeah. like he was like, No, I need to save you. And he was like and then take the, me instead or something. And then like the last scene when he says you did well to oh, her yeah. and they give her the hug, I was like, holy fuck, who knew Borat was gonna give me a fucking tear? Like yeah. <laughs> And then at the very end in the credits, like when they're reporting together. Yeah. It's cute. Also, do you I think the everybody dance now, I think that's Borat and Tatar. I say Tatar, Tutar are singing i think that's them oh really i think it sounds like sasha baron cohen singing yeah no it was a i don't know dude we could just talk about every moment in this movie being essentially just perfect hilarious like every scene was great oh also right out sasha um so we'll we'll say hi recommend borat too i think it was it's, it's my personal favorite of the year uh i would have to look back at every movie i saw this year but i think that's a fair a fair assessment the last thing i'll say because you're in canada it doesn't come up with normal like our rating it comes up with their rating system in amazon right um i'm not sure i didn't really notice well so you didn't notice what the descriptors were uh no i did not take a look all right well one of the descriptors it oh, was boy. like nudity language blackface <laughs> oh my god yes shout out justin trudeau <laughs> it's justin now I'm everybody everybody thinks they can be an african and then it's yeah. justin trudeau holy shit pitch perfect like great that was so great. that's such a good good opening yeah and that was the first one three minutes of the movie five like, like not even like 45 seconds in yeah i was like wow we're locked in for borat 2 yeah. baby uh yeah no it was a um Borat two though awesome movie highly recommend it and it's weird to say that Borat two is an important movie but I think it's an important movie uh yeah it could very well be a awards contender sleeper pick I would also and it'll be a time capsule movie for 2020 that yeah definitely definitely like weird to say but probably like a history book type of movie there's two movies this year that i think are time capsule movies which are borat and that movie host on shutter where it was the zoom it it was the zoom horror movie yeah that was done really well like those two movies are essentially like you could look i can be like this is what people dealt with like this is what 2020 was i took a time lapse video of myself voting which voting for california so it's legal 
I already looked it up. Um, but I want to like just save that because it's such a crazy time and crazy election and all that. So a uh, little time capsule for myself. I'm uh, I'm doing the actual polls. I'm You're Pokemon. Going I'm Pokemon going to the polls. Oh. oh, can you splice that clip in? Pokemon go to the polls. Pokemon go to the polls. Maybe I'll put that as the ending of our uh, our episode, yeah. like a Borat too. Like, go vote, Pokemon go to yeah, the polls. Yeah, that, oh, <laughs> such a classic meme. Now it was good. Um, you know it's weird that voting. Like I forgot that you can still vote. <laughs> like yeah. you're you're an American citizen still, so you got to vote. Is this all right, is this like a bad thing to say? But I feel like we might be going a little crazy with how hype we are about all the early turnout. Because it's like we are in a pandemic, so obviously a lot of people are voting by mail, voting early, like yours truly. So isn't it possible that we're like, I know Texas is at like almost 80% of their overall turnout in 2016, but like, I don't know. It, it feels like nobody's acknowledging we're in a pandemic when we talk about turnout. I don't know. I, dude, I've gotten past the point of there's like 60% of the world, which we talked about with the spike. Yeah, being like there's a spike in COVID cases, but people are like half of the world's just pretending that there isn't really a spike. The this episode is brought to you by Spike's Junkyard Dogs in Alston, Massachusetts, Boston University staple. I love the uh, the cowboy dog. I believe it's called. Sorry if it's if I'm remembering it wrong. Is that a hot dog place? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's in it's in Boston. It was like right near BU, like right like a couple blocks from my apartment. Great hungover spot. Great drunk spot. Yeah, just think about spikes. So. Nothing better than a nice wiener when you're fucking toasted. Yep. Let's yeah, that could out. work. That could work in more ways than one. Honestly, if you're taking it in which way you, which yeah. way you want. Um, spikes and COVID. Spikes, hot dogs. Yeah. Get them while they're hot. But um, yeah, to go back, just I think people have been kind of like pretending that it's kind of not a thing still, which like isn't great for what. It, for the winter, but you know what? I don't think it's gonna shift until there's something. But let's let's not get too too political and alienate our four people. Yeah, although I mean, I I'm happily I'm happy to alienate like Trump supporters. Well, yeah, I just if maybe, I'm not gonna may, convince them, fuck them. May, I don't know. Maybe some people are coming here just to hear us talk about movies. Well, you know what? We just talked about a movie dripped in politics. Yeah, so we can't, you we cannot can't. escape it. That is one of the one things that. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to talk about that, like people, like a criticism of this Borat movie is like it's too political. Borat, last time Borat was the butt of the jokes, and this time it's like making fun of people and it's mean spirited. No, that's it's been this way the whole time. Yeah, it just Borat was always about politics. Like I just watched the first one for the first time. It's Sasha, uh, all of Sasha Baron Cohen's like characters where he becomes like a funky character are all yeah. politically charged yeah ali g or ali g or whatever it yeah was. uh bruno and bruno's bruno, yeah. yeah i saw this tweet it was like it was a guy tweeting about he tweeted like exactly what you just said and then someone retweeted it and put like a meme it was like the uh borat and it was uh great critique of american nationalism and then it was an arrow going over someone's head and i retweeted it. i don't know yeah. if you saw it and it was like Funny Kazakh man says my wife. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's just like that's 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 what the problem is though. Is that like satire can always be taken in a wrong way, and people can laugh at things that they shouldn't laugh at. 
or they yeah. like they're laughing at it for the wrong reasons it they're yeah. they're it's like fair, you have to have a very high iq to understand borat it's like how i'll say like the tropic thunder it, it's a touchy it's a toasted hot subject here that i'll give you but oh robert um, denny jr's blackface yeah i'll say like i would never say that blackface should be done but i'll say like in terms of that movie you get why they're doing it but it's like yeah. people are laughing at that for like oh he's wearing blackface it's funny it's like no he's the whole point of it is that it's because actors are that ridiculous and think they're more they're above real roles and like i i'm that movie's taken somewhat of a hit and some of the critiques of it are warranted but i think that the robert denny jr thing like i can kind of watch that and still go i i i think this works for what it is not now not in 2020 i don't think it's working like you're not making that movie now yeah that would be a tough sell i mean i'm I'm open to any critiques and being told I'm wrong for any reasons. Like, I mean, I'm open to hear it if, if I'm wrong in this opinion, but I do think like, also, obviously it's like, uh, two white guys with a podcast have opinions. So stupid that we are talking about this shit. This does this. We're yeah. Too, we're too in deep now though. So I'm just going to jump off the cliff. I don't have an issue with Tropic Thunder and that thing. I think, Robert Downey Jr. is not. No, I, I, I don't, I don't either. It's not a mean spirited way. I just don't think it works now. I do think the, the, the full R word little rant that, that doesn't work. That, yeah, I have some qualms with that. That to me is the one where I, when people say that had, there's an issue of that, that one, I'm kind of like, I personally can kind of laugh at the ridiculous of it, but in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there going, this probably wasn't needed. And I remember that even when yeah. that movie came out, that was a huge deal. Like people yeah, were like, Oh, I never was a huge fan of that bit. I do think like, I still kind of laugh. At the, the like, whole like he's yeah. right. Like you never should go to that level. But in, also like that, in that joke, the joke is kind of that he's saying it like that. Yeah. The joke is that he keeps no dropping the word it. instead of him saying like actors do these take these roles because they know it's a surefire way to win an oscar like that to me is we're kind of just turned into a tropic thunder thing like a whole i guess you can put that as like a featuring tropic thunder or something (laughs) on the track i mean we can do a tropic thunder episode one time but i feel like that'll piss people off somehow (laughs) but maybe if we go to war if we start a new war sometime soon (laughs) then we'll just drop our tropic thunder episode as like it'll be topical it'll be the first bomb yeah yeah uh i guess that's that's it for borat i mean just watch this movie i think it's hilarious like i said and um yeah this movie is very nice it's a great success he did good job he made good he made subsequent movie film good good time that's two that's two 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 thumbs up like borat yeah i would thumb up this movie yeah so uh our last little bit the pitch Oh, right. Shit. I don't have a pitch. I might. All right. Okay, I kind of have one. All right. I might think of one if... Mine is literally going to be 15 seconds long, but that's fine. I feel like we're we're pushing an hour, so we can make it quick. Uh, World War II kamikaze pilot flying into Hawaii. Hits eject at the last second. He lives in hiding as a homeless man. Like, his, his plane crashes, but he survives, swims to shore. Uh, people are hunting for him on both sides because Japan knows that he ejected, and also the Americans know that there's a J- Japanese soldier somewhere in the 
but he doesn't want to fight. And that's literally all I have. I thought of that uh, at eight in the morning or no five in the morning because my clock is. And then I think I went back to sleep. What are your thoughts on that? Felt like an eight thirty in the morning type of fucking pitch. Right? It's yeah. like a movie that would be on the history channel or something. <laughs> but I think it's an interesting idea of like someone being hunted from both their own side and the enemy side. It's like a little Jason Bourne in World War Two style thing. Yo, what about your do you wanna well since I don't really have a pitch this week and I, I was trying to think of one and I just couldn't I was trying to like look at like my Blu-ray collection and be like what franchise would I repitch? Oh, my Superman idea? I would you pitch you think you could pitch that one? Would that be Yeah, a- I mean it's pretty simple. Um it'll but, also it'll be like thirty seconds long. But it's but an it's interest it's a fucking cool idea. Yeah. Okay, so it would be in the style of the uh, Aaron Sorkin movie Jobs in that the three acts are three distinct eras in Superman's life. So the first act would be a young Clark Kent saving Smallville in some way, like the classic pulling the bus out of the river or whatever that scene is. Mm-hmm. Um, act two would be, be when Clark becomes Superman for the first time and like saves Metropolis and he becomes a local celebrity and actually does like the hero thing and he's on top of the world that kind of thing and then the third act would be like he's been superman for a while now like a couple years and he's like a global icon and he like really saves the world like zod comes down or or brainiac or something i feel like to a top level to dissociate it from uh man of steel it'd be a lot cooler if it was brainiac just to make it like like feel like it's like something fresh yeah we've seen zod so much it's not like that zod would only be interesting if it's like the final final villain in the franchise i've heard that too like the idea for a man of steel 2 pitch they they've done all like brainiac would be the fucking go-to which i think like brainiac and smallville was cool so i like and they didn't even get to the whole like fucking cool like big brain dude like that's what yeah. i want to see i want to see the fucking comic version yeah but and i i'd like to see a lex like like lex working like almost a legion of doom i know i have harley quinn on the brain so that's where i got it but like like some big top level shit and not like whole like beam in the sky or whatever but just like a big ass battle not destroying the city kind of thing but you know, like a cool like John Wick style fight with superpowers. So it's just on a bigger scale. I've never like that to me, like something like taking the the airport fight from Civil War, but making it like John Wicky and a little bit more yeah. like more more like stakes. Like like that's a very personal yeah. movie. Like make this one still a little bit more bigger, yeah, yeah. which like you're gonna have to because that's the thing about DC is I don't think you can ever go too personally like i feel like it's always gonna have to be something worldy because they're dc's bigger the whole dc shtick is like dc's built on their heroes Mm. to where marvel's built on their the people who are underneath the hero yeah marvel's more about their teams like the fantastic four yeah the avengers the young avengers west coast avengers it's more personal like marvel's more of a personal franchise dc's more of the big superhero but i feel like they've done a good job of yeah. of kind of but i love the your avengers, idea yeah the avengers feel more human and like the justice league is like i don't know kind of corporate 
which is weird because it's like not really a sanctioned thing it's just a group of elite people but yeah but bruce wayne's just a corporation in himself. yeah oh and so that's the end of the movie is after superman really like fucking i'm the king of this shit uh post credit scene he's like superman's alone whatever in his house maybe he gets back to his house after he just after he just pounded lois yeah sure he's dripping sweat looking good (laughs) Uh, Harry, this is also Harry Chest Superman. Like Henry Cavill, Harry yeah. Chest. Just we're going just, Hank, just Hank the Tank Chest. Yeah, just 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 did some some super powered fucking. Yeah, yeah. So he he's he's juiced up, glistening, and out of the shadows in his Smallville kitchen, Batman walks out. Clark, I've been watching you. But Boom. it's been, but it's been Robert Pattinson, and he's yes. pale, and he's half vampire. Okay, sure. And it's a Twilight yeah, crossover. There is a comic where Batman is a vampire. Yeah. Um, I love this idea, though. I actually think it's good. And I think also, okay, thank you. I think uh, the best part about it would be that in in the Batman, apparently it's it's kind of was revealed that they think that uh, it takes place in 2019, unlike previous reports where it was supposed to be in the 90s. So that means we could do it. Yes. And that doesn't mean anything. And we don't have any, we haven't gotten the reins or the keys to do this at all yet in our budding what? careers. We haven't? I thought we did. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like DC is doing stranger things with the form of their projects. See, if I, like, so if you and I, if you like and that. I got our hands on like a DC project, I would rather get in other worlds. Like, I'd rather do something crazy. I would, I, yeah. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd want to do something franchising i'd like to be be front and center i mean yeah but like you wouldn't want to make you wouldn't want to make something like joker like to do something like that like that would be that would would be fun but it would want to be i'd want to do it with like a main like i don't give a shit about booster gold no 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 i'm saying like i'd rather do like in other worlds maybe like i'd rather do a um oh like a killing joke adaptation not even that like what's what's like a like a hush like i'd like to do like a like a hush serial killer story yeah. yeah, or like, what's the other one that I saw that was really good? There's a lot of those like DC animated movies that are really good, but uh, do like a hush or like Red Hood. Movie. Like, I'd love to do just an Under the Red Hood adaptation. Oh yeah, that's true. Like, Red that Hood. would that would be that would be a top ten Batman, top five Batman movie. Not that, but I would want to do it like a Batman movie that has Red Hood as the villain. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to do it a Red Hood movie because I think Batman is a more interesting character. Yeah. It's hard because anytime you do a Batman movie, you want Batman in it, except Joker. But Batman was in it. But yeah, yeah. but I love your idea. I just thought of a quick 10-minute micro pitch, and then we can end the episode. Uh, Louie and I were talking today, and I was talking because I watched uh, Halloween 2018. um, And I was talking about how I would would love the idea eventually, like, to be able to, like, you and I, when we're working in our, our gig... To be able to take a franchise and like revitalize it, like do something yes. like like how Danny McBride and David Gordon Green were like, I have an idea for Halloween to like kind of remake it, but do a sequel, yeah. and they took it to Blumhouse and it worked. Like, and then Louis said to me like, you should do the Room, and I was like, so hard. Right, here's yeah, my here's my sick. pitch of the Room. Love it's it. a dark. I mean, obviously everything's dark and gritty. We always reboot dark and gritty. Never. Uh. And never tur- light and fine. Yeah, it never tur- and it turns out that uh, this time Johnny is more of an asshole. Oh shit. 
but he's like in in the room you watch it and it's he's portrayed kind of like like he's kind of like a lovable goof but i feel like that's just because of tommy wiseau's performance yeah i don't i think he's supposed to be kind of a dick but i don't like yeah his character is a bit whiny goofy in this in our version he does it like um he, he's kind of a dick and he's abusive so lisa oh, lisa runs to mark because mark uh mark is her best friend mark or mark is johnny's best friend and john and uh, mark will talk to johnny but johnny's parents adopted mark as a child because because wow. mark's parents were killed in a car accident and mark was oh, the only survivor so he has this bond with johnny almost like a like a parental brothery type so he feels like he can't kind of, you know, like that person in your life where you kind of like, you want to be able to tell them off, but you can't because you're like fucking stuck with them because of what they've done for you. Yeah. Cause like you host a podcast together. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I get what you did there. You wanted to tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> and then so to wrap this up, cause we're, we're going long here, Tom, so they, you know, do the whole like they fuck each other and they do all that shit, and then oh, they start, yeah. a, they start, yeah. they start an affair. And the big fucking twist, though, <gasps> to change it from the room is Johnny it, moonlights as a fucking serial killer. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, and it turns out that he is the Zodiac, <laughs> and that's <laughs> the, that's the movie. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> it takes place in San Francisco. Oh yeah, I guess it does. Haha. See, I'm fucking astute. Just change that change that last cipher note to read out my name is Johnny. No, it'll say, Oh hi Mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh hi Mark, how's your sex life? And it'll just be that shit and all yeah. All right, there's my pitch. I just needed to jump in, but uh turns out mine's called the Zodiac Room. Oh well, yeah, that's gonna really uh it's <laughs> not gonna tip anyone off. <laughs> I okay. My Halloween style rejuvenation franchise pitch. Wait, we well, can't. Why don't you save for next week? Fine, I'll be back. Because we're running over, and we got. Was that a hint? Maybe. Is it Terminator? We'll find out next week. Oh, okay, but you're gonna have to remember. I'll wrote it down. All right, I'll you you will. I, I wrote it down. All right, uh, next week we're gonna do. The psychos officially because this week was only bored, but next week's Halloween we can we can discuss that. Yeah, psychos next week. First. It'll be fun for, to do psycho. Um, psycho oh shit, dude! Dude, Arizona's fucking might win. Did Russell Wilson throw another pick? No, they're in overtime right now. Uh, I need Russell Wilson to throw a pick, please. Ah, now I'm gonna lose. What uh, are you doing for Halloween? Uh, podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I do that now. Boss, but I couldn't find a wig. I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> yeah, that should be fun. Oh, I could be, uh, I could be the dude from Big Lebowski because I have that uh, that cardigan. It looks like him, and I have similar sunglasses. Did I remember when I was um, Mia from La La Land a couple years ago? Oh yeah, in L.A. But then it turns out I was just Lena Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> Because I looked like Lena Dunham. Uh, I have to do La La Land for Halloween at some point. You and I. Maybe we'll, next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll, both, we'll, we'll both be Seb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but before we wrap up, I just want to say that 
I followed a select few of people that I know on Instagram and Twitter that I made an account for us on. That was not English. I made an account, great, man. I made an account for spoiler alert, followed some people, but you can follow us at We Spoil Movies on both platforms. You can follow me at Bill Maher. Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> no, it's it's is it Rudy Giuliani? I don't know. I feel like it's like attorney. I've, oh, it might be like New York Mayor or something. It is. I think it's NY Mayor Giuliani or NY yeah. NY Mayor Rudy or some fucking yeah. shit. All right. It's enough free publicity for the rude the rude. I tweeted I tweeted that I would bring back planking in twenty twenty one and I just wanna put that on the record that it will happen. It will happen. We I'm will gonna, plank I'm again. Gonna, I'm gonna keep my word. Wow, they're going for the field goal. Follow us on those. Uh, I'm gonna start posting. We'll post some little previews of the episode and some fun stuff. We're gonna have episode one from last week, po- Arizona one. We're going to have, oh, there was a flag. We're going to have a post for uh, next week's, or episode one from last week we'll have posted sometime this week. And then this ep- this will post probably Friday because I think we're going to start looking at Fridays as our release date, but we'll figure that out once it we goes. Should, but We should have a guest. We should interview someone. When? I don't know. Next Soon? Episode? I can the interview. I don't know. Uh, I mean. Let's interview Jeremy. Your little brother. I mean, we're discussing. Isn't his birthday coming up? Not for till January. Uh, we're discuss we're we're discussing our we'll discuss it. Th- you know what? I'm just gonna end the episode because I zoned out and I'm, they're kicking another field goal. I don't know why, but it's just, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, cue the monster mash. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld. An eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my lab.